brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Pursuit of Happiness Radio. As we all know, there is a downside to freedom of speech. Pursuit of Happiness Radio. In America, you have a right to be stupid. Pursuit of Happiness Radio. This is America, and in America, if something sucks, you're supposed to be able to get your money back. Right on the radio. This is Pursuit of Happiness Radio. Right on the radio. Right, right on. Oh, hi. Welcome to Tuesday. Welcome to Valentine's Day. I, I suppose you must already know it's Valentine's Day. Cupid's not available today because he used all his arrows the last few days shooting down Chinese spy balloons. Now, if you're Patrick Mahomes, you already received your gift from the person who loves you the most, Super Bowl referee Carl Schaefer's. No, you, what, you didn't think that was funny? How about this one? Happy Valentine's Day. A fun game for today is to do a shot every time a coworker says Valentine's. Why do they do that? The word is Valentine's. Not Valentine's, Valentine's. It's Valentine's Day. Or as Fortnite players know it, Tuesday. I'm here all day, folks. Thanks so much for tuning in. Great to be here with you. Wesley Hunt coming up in a little bit. Uh, fantastic MAGA lawmaker from Southeast Texas. He'll be stopping by soon. Today on the show, mass suicide for the elderly. We're, we're not going to do that. We're just going to tell you about how it's in the news. Uh, China and Russia and Ukraine. Oh, my. But let's start the show off with this, shall we? Sometimes I think the most important news story of the day is not the news story that is the top news story of the day. No, it's true. You look at the headlines today, and you're not going to see anything about the war on children. But don't you feel like there is one? By the way, I say that as someone who firmly believes that we've misused and overused the term war on blank, right? War on drugs, war on terrorism, war on poverty, war on racism. Whenever the government declares a war on something, you could bet that that... Whatever it is they're going to do, the exact opposite's going to happen. The war on drugs, drug use shot up. War on terrorism, global terrorism reached new heights of terroristic activity. But uh, the, the war on kids, as John Nolte recently put it, that's something I want to talk about today. There's a report today at Breitbart.com, and they have accurately explained how overdose deaths more than doubled between 2019 and 2021. I know know what you're thinking. For who? For kids. For people between the age of 10 and 19, overdoses have doubled in the last couple years. For children, suicide attempts by the young jumped by 40% within the last couple of years. So I would say, yes, this is a result of government policies of the way both our legal overlords in in Washington, D.C. and Austin and Houston City Council, and of course also the media, 
have declared war on little kids, haven't they? Now, they didn't call it a war on children, but isn't that what it is? Here's a report from the CDC today. Listen to this. Here's your, your Center for Disease Control. And you could trust them. But, but okay, and this, just listen to what they're saying here. Median monthly overdose deaths among people between the ages of 10 and 19, teenagers mostly is what they're talking about, increased by 109% over, since 2019. Deaths involving illicitly manufactured fentanyl, IMFs, increased by 182%. Approximately 90% of deaths involved opioids. 84% involved IMFs. Counterfeit pills were present in nearly 25% of deaths. Two-thirds of, de of descendants had one or more potential bystanders present, but most provided no overdose response. Approximately 41% of descendants had evidence of mental health conditions or treatment. So that's how the drug war has been going lately. Sounds like people are doing more drugs than ever. They're certainly dying from drugs at a higher rate than ever. And what about the suicide? The pandemic was obviously not good on our children. Kids are, you know, I mean, being, imagine how complicated it was for you to be an adolescent or a teenager when it happened to you. Now imagine you're locked in your house with nothing to look at but Snapchat and Instagram. Yeah, I would say the mental health crisis in this country is rampant. Here's the number on suicide attempts, according to the CDC. Compared to other age groups, children and adolescents, adolescents, had seven times the rate of increase in suicide, suicide attempts, and six times the rate in increase in suicide. Uh, so it's actual suicide and then suicide attempts. So the rate of, in, of suicide went 21% versus 3%, which is what it used to be, and six times the rate of increase in suicide, 26% and an average of 4%. That's 2020 and 2021. And they were the only age group that showed a rise in suicide attempts from 2019 to 2020. The cumulative jump from 39% from 2019 to 2021 compared to a 2% increase of those age 18 to 25 and a 3% increase of those age 26 and older. So suicide is up, but boy, not like it is for kids. Jeez, I mean, wow. The last few years have been brutal for young people in this country. Schools closed. Activities were shut down because of COVID. No soccer practice, no school banned. Fentanyl all over the place, thanks to our southern border. Constant racial attacks, especially attacks on white kids. There's something you don't hear about. Bizarre gender confusion Hysteria over global warming had a devastating effect. Hysteria over global warming. Not global warming itself. That hasn't really killed anyone. But hysteria has caused suicide to spike. No reasonable person could look at these numbers and come to any conclusion other than that the left has a war on kids and they're winning. Joe Biden opened the border to all that fentanyl. Our public schools in this country, there's nothing scientific about how they handled the closures. You might say it was downright demonic. We're teaching white kids that the color of their skin makes them guilty and evil. We're teaching black kids that you'll always be a victim and there's nothing you can do about it. Well, if you're always a victim or you're always a victimizer, why try to change? What would be the point? It's pretty bleak, right? The only thing I would add to uh, this summary is that instead of telling the truth to kids about them being a blessing, they're being portrayed as inconvenience and obstruction to happiness. Chelsea Handler has a video that went viral about how great it is to be a childless woman. I, there's some swears in it. I'd play it for you, but you get the idea.
Go, if you want to know what I'm talking about, go look. It's a video that went viral yesterday. Is she, is she hosting The Daily Show this week? And she's talking about how great it is to not have kids. And, you know, there's the godlessness of our culture. Yesterday at the Idaho State Capitol, Idaho, Satanists had a ritual in the lobby to protest against a law that would prevent surgeons from cutting off the genitals of young kids. Hysterectomies, mastectomies. Gender-affirming care, that's what they call it. There's nothing caring about it. It's profitable. When you remove God from the equation, you remove hope. Believing in God is not just about believing in an afterlife. It's about having faith that someday there will be true justice. I have a friend. He's very unhappy. He's depressed all the time. And he doesn't describe himself as an atheist. He describes himself as a nihilist. That's what he says. And I said, well, don't you think it's your, there's a, a correlation between these theological beliefs you're so proud of and the fact that you're constantly depressed, you're constantly going to therapy, you're on antidepressants, you're clearly not a happy person. I said, isn't it possible that you're just wrong about religion and God and hope? Somebody will probably tell me that I'm wrong to have pointed that out to somebody on medication. Shame on you. Again, I don't want to be attacked as some kind of hateful person. I'm, I love, I love all of you. I don't want to be called hateful any more than I want to be called a chauvinist. I believe people, men and women, should be able to live whatever lives they want to live. If I were king of America, that would be the law. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Hell, that should be the name of a radio show. They say whenever you lose sight of the enemy, look behind you. Yeah, that's some bad paranoia right there. Probably brought on by a bong rip or two. Kenny Webster's Pursuit of Happiness. Yeah, that would be a good name. It happened again. Prino. No, Pasino. That's what it would be called. Pasino. Pasino does not get the respect that she deserves. Oh, you're not familiar with the term Pasino? That would be press secretary in name only. Corinne Jean-Pierre. My friend Jesse refers to her as press secretary diversity hire. We often refer to her as French dip. Dip, dip excuse me, French dip. <laughs> Sounded like I said jip. No, French dip. She just doesn't get the, 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 the respect that she deserves, I think. Even though Biden has not publicly addressed the multiple objects found over the United States and Canada, uh, what was this? The, uh, the Department of Defense spokesperson John Kirby was dragged out yesterday at a White House press briefing. They didn't even let Corrine Jean-Pierre talk. They said that we're going to be as transparent as possible. Never mind the fact that we won't even tell you what's going on up there, or what that thing is that we shot down. We're going to be very transparent. But they wouldn't let French Dip do the press conference. They had old white cisgendered heteronormative John Kirby do it. Because it's so unprecedented, um, should the public be hearing from the president directly on this? Well, I, we have been, uh, uh, I think, as transparent as we can be. I, I won't speak for the president's uh, uh, personal uh, speaking schedule. We're so transparent that we won't even tell you what that thing is, but we absolutely had to shoot it down. That for sure. What is it? Is it a UFO? Is it a foreign? No, no, it's a high altitude object. Okay, well, so is a Southwest Airline flight. Do we need to shoot that down? Uh, the real press secretary, John Kirby, says you don't need to look any further. Well, here, let me just let him tell you. Given all you've discussed here and the actions the administration are taking and what people have learned, Chinese spy balloon this year and previous years, these unidentified objects that we shoot down, uh, they might have a question. Uh, when it comes to these higher altitudes, 
Are America's borders secure? The president uh, takes, uh, as I said earlier, he takes uh, our national security uh, extremely seriously. He has Since no higher when? responsibility than the safety and security of the American people. Nope. And I don't think you need to look any further, quite frankly, than the decisions he's made in just the last week to 10 days. If that's true, why are all these young kids overdosing on fentanyl that you guys just brought over the border? You know our enemies, China, provide the cartels with that fentanyl, and then they sell it here in the country to young kids who are dying at alarming rates right now? Never mind the, the balloon, right? The Chinese spy balloon. Never mind that. John Kirby says officials have not yet been able to recover the entire payload from the spy balloon. Has the payload been recovered from South Carolina yet? The, the large so-called payload that's... Yeah, as I said, some of the debris, certainly uh, they were able to take things off the surface like the next day, actually that afternoon, uh, some of the balloon uh, fabric. Oh. Um, and oh, the in fabric. the days since, they have been able to recover some, not all, uh, of the payload that sank to the bottom of the Atlantic. It's in about 45 feet of water. Weather conditions are pretty... Isn't that, I know the payload is the technical yeah. term, yeah. but isn't yeah. that weird? Guys, we have to end the Sorry, hang on, stop it right there. Isn't it weird that the... <laughs> I know, it's just a weird term. Like, what do I know? I'm just some jackass that tells fart jokes on the radio. But the pale, it's just funny to hear him use that term. And then after answering zero questions herself, press secretary diversity hire abruptly ends her press briefing. Sorry, guys, we have to end the briefing. Um, I got to go into the Oval, but um, I will see you tomorrow. Nope, no questions from Corinne Jean-Pierre. Very awkward press conference yesterday. Hello everyone, I'm National Safety Council spokesperson John Kirby. I'm here to address questions about the high altitude object that was spotted in the sky over the weekend. As you know, it was considered a threat to commercial air travel, so we took it down. It's as simple as that. So I'm going to open up the floor to questions. Would anyone like to go first? Yes, you in the rear. Uh, yeah, hi, I have a question. Why are you, an old white man, conducting this press conference and not black lesbian Corinne Jean-Pierre? Isn't she a really important black lesbian? Uh, yes, it's true. She is a very important black lesbian. But I'm here today because the White House thought I was more qualified to speak on this specific topic. Uh, we mean no disrespect to black lesbians. Any other questions? Whoa, are you saying you, an old white man, are more important than a black lesbian? How dare you? No, no, not more important, just more knowledgeable on this one specific issue. Nobody represents this administration better than black lesbian Corinne Jean-Pierre, okay? Anyone else? Is there any way we could get a list of some of your favorite black lesbians so we know that you're down with the struggle? Um, yeah, okay, um, let's see. Hmm, black lesbians, um... I've always been a pretty big fan of Whoopi Goldberg. Does she count? People don't even remember that it's Black History Month. I told you this happens every year. Black History Month comes and goes, right? February 1st, everybody wants to talk about how it's Black History Month. And then by Groundhog's Day, we've all forgotten. By Valentine's Day, nobody's talking about Black History Month. And then on the last day of Black History Month, CBS News will tell you the story of the guy that invented peanut butter or stoplights or something like that. You know who? You know who really doesn't like Mayor Pete? Black liberals. Why is that? Secretary, Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg is so impassioned about stopping racism, and black Democrats don't seem to like him. What is it about Secretary Pete and, and his husband that the, Democrat, that the black Democrats specifically don't like? I don't know what it is. Anyway, Pete Buttigieg yesterday 
was at the National Association of Counties conferences. And this, it's a tough time to be the transportation secretary. Look at all the problems you got going on in this country. Besides these hot air balloons from the Chinese, you know, that the, the spies are sending over here, they're spy balloons. Uh, you've also got uh, uh, the the railroad strike that's been on the back burner this whole time. That's a controversy that involves the Department of Transportation. And, of course, the shortages of supplies all over the country at our ports of entry, all over the nation, East Coast, West Coast. Mayor Pete has been strangely absent from providing a problem to these solutions, but he is more than happy to talk to you about how there's too many white people with contractor jobs. To work with your contractors, uh, to work with your community colleges on building a workforce that reflects the community. We have heard way too many stories from generations past of infrastructure where you got a, a neighborhood, often a neighborhood of color, that finally sees the project come to them, but everyone in the hard hats on that project looking like, uh, uh, you know, doing, doing the good-paying jobs don't look like they came from anywhere near the neighborhood. Right. You can build community wealth that will help close wealth ga- gaps in this country if we can tear down those barriers. Doesn't it kind of sound like he's saying... He wants all the black and brown people to get jobs. I mean, it does kind of sound like that's what he's saying, doesn't it? Am I alone in this? Uh, The New York Times published an article recently saying there are not enough black female airplane pilots and the government needs to do something about that. Now, for the record, this was not an argument about they're saying that there's a shortage of pilots. They said that there's too many white male pilots in the cockpits across the country. Uh, Forgive me if that word's a microaggression to you. But the results of diversity hires are are never really that. It's always a. It's not like we're just trying to go out and find more pilots, never mind if you're a woman or you're black or you're gay or whatever. What they're saying is we need specifically black women to be pilots and we can't have any more white men do it. Airlines are struggling to find enough pilots and diversify a profession that's been very resistant to change, according to The New York Times. How? How is it resistant to change? Do you know why people become pilots? It's not because they're rich kids whose daddies own private jets and that's how they learned. I know, I know. There's probably a few people out there like that. But if your dad's rich and he had a private jet, odds are you don't grow up to be a professional pilot. You grow up to own whatever car company he's a, a majority shareholder in or whatever it is, right? No, no, no. The reason people become pilots is because they join the military, right? Often people from families that didn't have a lot of money join the military, learn about how to work on an airplane, get that GI Bill. Next thing you know, you're done with your military, you work at United Airlines. I guess my question is, what is stopping black women from doing that? Nothing. There's nothing stopping them from doing that. It's silly, it's comical, it's ridiculous, and this is the new normal now. It's not important to find the best person for the job. It's, it's about finding the person with the right skin color. And if you're a cracker-faced, cisgendered, heteronormative honkaloid, that person ain't you. Kenny has always thought the best things in life are free. Free plus tax, of course. Kenny Webster's Pursuit of Happiness. Oh, we're back. Greetings, y'all. It is Valentine's Day. Merry Christmas, everybody. I'm just kidding. I'm just messing with you. Happy Valentine's Day. I know that was only funny in my head. It wasn't, sometimes words will come out of my mouth and it seems like it's a good idea, but it's not. You know, the flower industry is so desperate to get every last dollar out of you on Valentine's Day. They have a new ad campaign and I think it's gone a little too far. It's that time of year again. 
Valentine's Day. We know you've been shopping and searching for that perfect gift for her, but what about him? He's your wingman, your drinking buddy, but most importantly, he's your bro. We here at 1-800-Flowers are proud to introduce our perfect Valentine's Day gift for men. Don't say it with roses, say it with broses. Our broses are available in a wide variety of arrangements. Our half dozen bros bouquet, the roommate, our dozen bros golf buddy arrangement, or our very special that one drunken night in college package. I'm a sorry, single what? red Wait, bros. What? Bro. Bro. Bros! Show your bro you're still bros. The 1-800-Flowers Broses Collection. For when you need to put the pedals to the metal. Mm. Mm-mm-mm-mm. There's a report today. Uh, a lot of people are reporting on it. The Washington Examiner, Reason.com, The Federalist are all reporting on how your State Department is funding a disinformation index that warns you not to read the news from the outlets I just read to you. You understand most of the radio show that I do. I I have a confession to make, y'all. The Washington Examiner, Reason.com, The Federalist, basically news websites that inject a lot of opinion into their fact-based reporting, often right-wing anti-government or minarchist government uh, report. These are the places where I, Kenny Webster, your humble mid-afternoon local talk radio show host, this is where I get my news. That's where I, I get... The government is funding... A, uh, the government is paying money to try to convince people not to get their news from the places where I, Kenny Webster, and you by proxy, somebody that listens to this radio show, where you get your news. It's just amazing. Here's the story. Here's the report today. Reason.com and, and all the other news outlets that I just mentioned, they're all reporting on this because they probably think it's hilarious. It's called the Global Disinformation Index. You paid for this. You Oh, you pay taxes in America? No, you paid for this. It's a British organization that evaluates news outlets that they think are suspiciously spreading disinformation. How are they spreading? What what disinformation are they spreading? Well, it's an anti-Joe Biden narrative. Isn't that enough right there? One such publication, it's just incredible to me, <laughs> is Reason.com, the place I'm actually looking at the report. Uh, the Global Disinformation Index report on disinformation points out that the organizations that they're this organization, the, the GDI, exists to help advertisers and ad, the ad tech industry figure out where they shouldn't buy advertising from. Oh, I get it. The government is trying to stop Fortune 500 companies, S&P 500 companies, the top companies on the Dow Jones and the NASDAQ and the New York Stock Exchange. They're trying to convince them not to spend money advertising on conservative media. Oh, it all makes sense. The U.S. government evidently values this work. In fact, the State Department subsidizes it. The nonprofit received $330 million in taxpayer bucks, i.e. your money, from the State Department. Hundreds of thousands of dollars went towards this budget in a very small period of time. $330 million. <laughs> the National Endowment for Democracy, a nonprofit. So, so we gave hundreds of million dollars to the National Endowment for Democracy, and then they gave the money to the Global Disinformation Index. Oh, good. Is, could you even imagine spending that much money to try to tell people what they should and what news they should and shouldn't listen to? If the State Department decided to spend public money to help an organization pressure advertisers to punish the U.S. media, 
specific companies. Doesn't that kind of sound like a violation of the First Amendment? The First Amendment prohibits the U.S. government from censoring private companies for a very good reason. The government has actors working inside. I mean, people act not like actual actors, although they are liars. People working on behalf of the government that should not seek to evade the First Amendment's protections in order to censor speech. But that's exactly what they're doing. The Washington Examiner is also on the list. They confirm that they have lost out on revenue since this report got, since the GDI's federally subsidized activity began. I said, our profits have, we have actually lost advertisers. They're calling them the 10 riskiest news outlets. Do you want me to just read the list to you? The New York Post. The New York Post? The New York Post was started by Benjamin Franklin and Alexander Hamilton. It is one of America's oldest news outlets that still exists today. That's the first thing on the list. Wait a second. The people that published the Hunter Biden laptop story turned out to be true. The New York Post, Real Clear Politics, The Daily Wire, The Blaze, One America News Network, The Federalist, Newsmax, The American Spectator, and The American Conservative. KPRC, KTRH, The Walton and Johnson Show, and Kenny Webster's Pursuit of Happiness did not appear on the list, but I will admit a lot of the reporting we do comes from the journalists that work at these news outlets. I love, Freya, I love it and I'm pissed off at the same time. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's a part of me, though, you know, the the aging punk rock anti-establishment guy deep down inside of me just thinks it's so cool that this radio show, which does fairly well in the ratings here in Houston, thank you so much for listening, we've become something of a popular local radio show over the last several years, and we're very grateful for all of you because of that. Um, we, we wear it like a badge of honor when the federal government treats me like the aging punk rocker that I always am, but right-wing Christian conservative is the new punk rock. So there's a part of me that thinks it's very cool to be, you know, anti-establishment. And then there's a part of me that thinks, yeah, but this is a symptom of a much bigger problem, guys. Misinformation tracking is one of the most anti-American things I've ever heard in my life. It is worth noting that the GDI ranked the 10 so-called lowest risk online news outlets were NPR, the Associated Press, NPR, give me a break. That is publicly funded propaganda. Today, NPR is going to have an hour-long interview with a transgender who has AIDS who's offended that normal heteronormative people like you won't have sex with Shim. Why won't you have sex with the Associated Press constantly filled with misinformation? The New York Times. Didn't the New York Times spend most of the second half of the 20th century trying to downplay the Holocaust? According to the State Department, that was a good thing. That was A-OK. ProPublica, I don't even know what the F that is. The Washington Post is on the list. The Washington Post, who exclusively hires ex-Republicans to be their so-called conservatives to give you, quote-unquote, right-wing commentary on the website. Right-wing commentary on the Washington Post is just somebody that used to like Mitt Romney, but now they hate Donald Trump, giving you their take on the news for the day. And the wa- that's what they say. The Washington Post is a good place to get your news. You know what else is on the list? BuzzFeed. BuzzFeed, the people that invented listicles, a website where shemales go to get makeup tips is a good place to get your news, according to the State Department. And you're paying for them to tell people this. The Huffington Post. Amazing. You know what's confusing about this? They included the Wall Street Journal on the list, which is weird only for one reason. Number one, I actually kind of like the Wall Street Journal. I think there's some pretty good news there. But 
it tends to be a little more news, a little less opinion. And you can't tell people that they're lying about what stock market results were for the day. You know, it's something that they report on quite a bit. But the Wall Street Journal and New York Post, you understand they're both owned by Rupert Murdoch. It's a lot of the same people that work at both news outlets. How could they tell you the Wall Street Journal's okay, but the but 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 the New York Post is not? It's insanity. Even these news outlets are not immune to disinformation, though. I mean, the Huffington Post repeatedly suggested the New York Post's infamous Hunter Biden laptop story was Russian misinformation. Does anybody remember how that ended up? America, the land of taxation that was founded to avoid taxation. Kenny Webster's Pursuit of Happiness. Whoa. Today is Valentine's Day. It's true. Happy Valentine's Day to everybody. Here's some Valentine's Day cards I've been working on. This year, we've taken special care to include every walk of life with politically correct Valentine's Day cards. Now there's a holiday greeting for everyone, including mentally challenged Valentines. Roses are red, violets are blue. If this card didn't rhyme, would it matter to you? No. Wait, challenged Valentines. For Valentine's Day, I got you this card. Proudly sit while you read on your ass made of lard. Alternative lifestyle valentines. My love for you is really quite tender. I'm never ashamed that you're a transgender. I simply don't care that no one understands your five o'clock shadow and big meaty hands. And even visually impaired valentines. Roses are red, violets are blue. Of course, those descriptions mean nothing to you. Yes, when you want to send the very best without offending anyone, send a Valentine's Day card that's politically correct. Yeah, that's I like that. Hi, welcome back, everybody. Kenny Webster here. My buddy Wesley Hunt will be stopping by in a little bit, so stick around for him. But before we get to him showing up, which, you know, he's apparently he's running late. I just got a text message from Congressman Hunt's chief of staff saying that he is receiving a briefing from the NORAD general about the objects in the airspace, the high-altitude objects, which I think we all know what they are. <laughs> what could they? Anyway, Wesley Hunt will be here soon to tell you what he's heard or what he, maybe whatever he's allowed to talk about. But before we get to any of that, Joe Lancaster has this report today about Super Bowl ads that is going to piss you off so very much. This is going to infuriate you. Do you guys know what Stellantis is? Stellantis is one of the largest automakers on the planet. They have billions of dollars in cash on hand. And they just got this generous handout from the state of Indiana for choosing to build battery manufacturing plants in the state of Indiana. So this company that advertised during the Super Bowl actually got $186 million in taxpayer subsidies. Over 100 million people watch the Super Bowl each year. That's more than any other single broadcast. A lot of people tune in for this. Despite the fact that people no longer watch the Grammys or the Oscars or any of that crap, or even the World Series has kind of been lacking in ratings in recent years, they claim. Don't blame the Astros. It's most of the World Series. Commercials that run during the Super Bowl bring in a lot of money. They say it's about $6 million for a 30-second ad. Well, it turns out there was one 60-second spot called premature electrification. And it addressed some of the concerns, and all a bit humorously, about how far electric vehicles can go in between charges. It's a parody of a pharmaceutical ad. They had an actor named Jason Jones, who I guess he spoke to viewers about, well, here, why don't I just let him. Are you excited about buying an electric vehicle, but worried that it could leave you unsatisfied? 
then you could be one of many Americans concerned about premature electrification. Symptoms may include fearing you might not be able to last as long as you'd like. There was plenty of charge before, and sometimes it goes away. A lot of times. I've been working a lot. Being unsure if you'll have enough power to handle your payload. I don't know if I got the power for this baby. I'm adventurous. I like to go all the way. I don't want to have to question if we're even going to make it. Yeah. It's a concern. Lacking the confidence about getting and being able to keep a charge. Having to stop every time. Yeah, you get the idea. It's a joke. We don't have to listen to the whole ad, right? You get it. Premature electrification. Ram trucks. The all-electric version of the 40-year-old Ram truck will be available later this year or next year. It doesn't matter. You're not going to buy it. Neither am I. And they claim you get a 500-mile range in between charges. Now, we both know that's probably not really true. If it's cold out, if you have a second passenger on board, if there's anything in the back of the truck, it's gonna not, it's not going to go that far. You know those Ford F-150s, those go way less on a single charge than they claim that they did. Anyway, this company, Stellantis, if you like that commercial I just paid for you, good, you paid for it. Or, I mean, okay, maybe you know. These guys get subsidies from all over the country, but the biggest subsidies actually came from uh, the state of Indiana. In May 2022, the company announced a $2.5 billion joint development deal with Samsung in which the company would build EV battery manufacturing in Kokomo, Indiana. Kokomo. <laughs> it's like that Beach Boys song. The factory, uh, which hasn't opened yet, will supply battery modules for a range of vehicles produced at Stellantis North American Assembly Plants. And, um, you know, that same day back last year in May, the Indiana Economic Development Corporation, chaired by Governor Eric Holcomb, I think he's a Republican, committed to state incentives totaling $186 million in grants, tax credits, and site preparation. The city county also offered 100% property tax worth up to uh, $1.175 billion over the next 20 years. They're not paying any taxes. Money will just fall from the sky for them because they're going to build vehicles that aren't even actually good for the environment. The incentives have made Indiana a more attractive location. Wesley Hunt, get in here. Come on in, gentlemen. Matt, you got the is where's James? He's coming. What's going on, gentlemen? What's going on? Come on in. Hello everybody. Welcome. You look familiar to me. Who is that? What up, dude? Wesley, what's up, oh, my man? Oh, man? We are live on we the air. Come shake, over here, my brother from another. We, uh, Wesley, sit down. I'll get shake hands. I'll get you some headphones in a second here. Everybody get comfortable. A good friend of mine just walked in, and you are the perfect person to talk to about this. Uh-oh. Did you see the electric truck commercials at the Super Bowl? I sure did. Did you know you paid for it? <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen my truck? What do you Is it? I drive Ford F-250. Of course. Ga- Gas-powered. Nice. I love that. <laughs> yeah, of course you do. <laughs> we had, it was Ram truck commercial. Yeah. Stellantis, a big automobile, $186 million dollars. In subsidies they got from the state of Indiana. Yeah. They got federal subsidies, too. Dude, that's a lot of money. And then they spent the money on a car commercial. So we actually tweeted about this. Our messaging was how many farmers and how many workers are going to spend over $100,000 on this sleek delight? Don't get me wrong. It looks clean. It looks sharp. But I'm going to tell you something. That is completely impractical. And for somebody whose wife lives in Iowa, and there's a lot of corn in Iowa, and there's a lot of farmers in Iowa, they ain't buying that. No. And, and I think that people have to understand that, yes, there's a bridge. Yes, there's a, there's a transition. We get all that. We want all that. But 
the practicality of driving a truck. It's not about it being sleek and, and, and it being made from lithium ion that is mined by slaves in the Congo. Thank you. The, the, the point of it is, is we continue to push that that innovative train, but we do it in a practical way. Right. We don't just say we're going to divorce ourselves entirely from, from gas-powered vehicles. We do it in a very smart way, and we don't spend $186 million on a project like this if we're not going to spend the exact same amount of money for gas-powered vehicles and other companies that use gasoline to make it a fair idea that if we're going to subsidize one for, low, for lowering their carbon footprint, that we should also subsidize the other. It's completely unfair. You fancy yourself something of a history enthusiast, right? Yes, I do. Once upon a time, there was a time in American history where we went from a horse and carriage yes. to the car- to the to the the horseless buggy or yes. whatever that was. <laughs> How many hundreds of millions of dollars in subsidies <laughs> did we have to give away to get people to do that? None. None. Why None is, whatsoever. Why, why, is why that? does that work? Why is that, Wesley Hunt? And that's, doesn't that blow your mind? It's unbelievable. This is crazy, right? And they get celebrities to be in the commercials and stuff. It's like, so wait, Leonardo DiCaprio gets a slice of this? Uh, how do I get mine? I it's want unbe- to get paid. Well, you already paid for it. You paid for Leonardo DiCaprio to actually be in the commercial. That's right. <laughs> Your tax make dollars. And I didn't even get a receipt, man. That pisses me off. Every year, hundreds of students enroll in mime school. Sadly, they're never heard from again, just like Kenny's first wife. Now, get buried under more of Kenny Webster's Pursuit of Happiness. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.